All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have returning guests and friends and superintendent of the year, Mr. Wes Watts. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Brandon. Good to be with you, man. Thanks for having me back. Pulled the uh, intro out the rabbit of the hat at the last minute. It hit me. I like that. In. I like to that. bring it in there. So for anybody who doesn't know, I'll drag it out for a little bit. You have been named the superintendent of the year, West Bedridge Parish. So you've got a lot to do and a lot to keep up with. Because you yeah. got to hold, you got to keep doing it now, right? Right. You set the bar for yourself at this point. That's right. right. Yep. So, no doubt. Well, I appreciate you making some time and coming back to hang out with us and kind of tell us what's happening. You know, yeah. going over there. A um, lot going on over there. It seems like people are busy. People are moving, and we're on the back end. I didn't realize till the other day. It really hit me. My daughter is thirteen, about to be fourteen. And I was talking with her this weekend. It was like a dance competition. I was like, wait a minute, you know, you're on the tail end. Like, we're about to be done. Like, school is, you know, we're getting close. And it hit me with a ton of bricks because next year she's going to be a freshman. Wow. And that just really just rattled me a little bit. So how are things right now with you guys? Is it, is it you all starting to feel like you see the end? You know, we're early February, but we still got to get to what? Sometime probably middle of May. But Yeah, middle of May. Yeah, and you know, you're you're over the halfway point. And coming back from Christmas, uh, starting the second semester is always kind of a, a refresher. It's like, okay, let's get this thing rolling again because uh, you have a pretty good little break there. Uh, and right now, you're, you're feeling a little bit of the pressure of testing coming up uh, into March, April. Um, so you're kind of pushing towards that. But you can see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of you realize that, you know, you've, we've had more days of school already than we're going to have, than we have left. Right, so you're, we're probably approximately 70 days of school left. And when you think you started off 180, you're like, wow, we've been in school 110 days. That's, you know, or right at that. And I'm ballparking it, Brandon, but yeah, yeah. less than 100 days left, a lot less than 100. So, um, yeah, we celebrate the 100th day of a school, especially our elementary schools. They have a lot of fun with that. They dress up as old people. And uh, we have a lot of fun with that, celebrating the 100 days of school. And that was a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, mine did it. Uh maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I saw some pictures and I, my first thought was, I'm like, I wonder how long this is going to last before somebody says we're offending, you know, the older generation and we can't <laughs> <Yes>. do it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Like, oh man. Uh, that's, that gets kind of frustrating, but uh, you know, the key to that is just, we're going to respect everybody, but not live in fear, man. Cause uh, somebody will find something to be offended about. That's I, me and my neighbor were talking and we were talking about this whole thing. And I just said, my answer from now on is just, well, I'm offended that you're offended. So yeah. let's just move on. Let's <laughs> get beyond that. Right. I love it. Exactly. So I guess it the, so if we're saying, you know, we're down to, you know, 70 days, that's probably where we've got seniors starting to get a little antsy. And, you know, it's, we're counting down days, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, well, you know, typically your ACT test is about the second week of March, third week of March, somewhere in that area which is a big day and it seems like after that, that you know really after that uh that spring break easter holiday kind of thing senioritis we call it starts setting in and uh mm. and i get it it's it's a real thing and, and they start getting excited so um and i don't blame them you know it's been a long time everybody looks forward to their senior year right and so it's yeah. it, it's here for them and we're, i'm just glad that we're it's kind of back to, to somewhat of being normal school for them and that they'll have a normal end of their senior year, you know, because they, they had a couple of years that were not normal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me, I think you mentioned, you know, March and big time, you know, there with, you know, seniors and testing, but that's also probably, you know, a time we've got session coming into play. 
and for better or worse, God help us, you know, as we, you know, get into this. But um, what does that, does that give you any thoughts, any questions? Y'all got anything going on in there? Yeah. Um, At this point, we're actually trying to meet with different legislators, uh, trying to share some of our thoughts and trying to be, you know, over the last couple of years, we've worked really hard to try maybe be more preemptive. What it seems like we've done in the past is kind of sit and wait for education bills to come out and then whine and complain about them right as opposed to let's be proactive and go and sit and visit with legislators what are some things we would like those of us in the field that are doing this every day what are some things that that our legislators could do maybe being proactive about legis about offering some legislation again it always seems like we just wait for the bad ones and we want to go fight against the the things that we don't want and so we're doing that now we have a a committee put together from our superintendents uh, one for a legislative committee and an accountability committee just to to really be proactive and go visit with legislators and say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we're after. And, you know, our priorities as superintendents right now are having students um, reading on grade level by the third grade, right? Mm-hmm. And how important that is. Having students graduate with, with either college credit or some type of industry-based credential. Right? And then thirdly, it was just helping us to find a way to recruit people to the profession. And that's our priorities right now. And just and working with legislators, is there something they can do? to try and help us. And so an example of that right now would be the retire rehire working on that because right now, and I get it, people were retiring and then being rehired the next day for a full salary and getting their full retirement. And we know that's not sustainable. So those, the, the laws that have been placed maybe swung the pendulum a little too far, right? What we have now. And so right now, if you're retired, you can't work for a year in a school system. And then if you do, you can only make up to like 25% of your retirement benefit. Well, nobody really wants to come work for that. And right now we do have a teacher shortage and we are fighting to find ways uh, to have substitutes. And so maybe if we just up that percentage, you know, maybe make that 50% or something, that'd be a little bit more incentive that it doesn't break. The biggest thing is we want to work with TRSL too. Like none of us uh, want TRSL to not be whole, right? That's our future also. You know, it doesn't make any sense to break that. So if there is there a way to do that, to keep TRSL whole, and then also uh, create more opportunities for us in terms of uh, hiring. So right now it's about going and sitting and visiting with legislators and uh, trying to, the pre-filed bill, we probably missed that deadline in terms of anything that we really wanted to push. But you still have time for, for uh, legislators to, to put bills in and meeting with them hearing where they're coming from in terms of education, and then hopefully being proactive on some things that maybe they can help us with. And so this session's big about that because it's not fiscal. And so in the fiscal session, they can only put five bills and everything's supposed to be about finance. This one, they can uh, submit as many bills as they want about anything they want, so. Pack as much in there, right? Do you find, and I guess this is more, uh, I guess it's more of a relative question, but being superintendent of the year, do you feel that your phone's ringing maybe a little bit more? People maybe asking questions like, hey, maybe we should go to Wes and ask him what he thinks? <laughs> no, no, but I will say this. Uh, the last, so this is, so for the last three years, I've been an officer on our state superintendent association called LAS, Louisiana Association of School Superintendents. And so I've been an officer, and last year I served as the president, and that was part of my role, right? Now we have an executive director to do a lot of that for us, but part of the role is, trying to to do some of these things on a state level representing the whole body right and so it probably rings a little bit more not because of state superintendent of the year in fact probably the state superintendent of the year piece some of it came about 
because of some of the work I was able to do statewide, right, as an officer. Mm -hmm. It probably helped, you know, um, lead to, to, to maybe receiving that honor more than um, than the flip side of what you were saying. So mm. I think it's probably ringing more now just because I spent a lot of time at the Capitol last year, built some relationships, um, which were good. And as mm. the immediate past president, still having, still kind of being connected to the last officer leadership group. So there's still that connection to legislators. So that's a whole nother, I would think, you know, that's a whole nother job in itself almost, it sounds like. You know, to where you got your day job, you know, sitting there at the schools and making sure that the teachers are taken care of and facilities are there. And then yep. it's like, hey, I'm signed up for this other gig now. I got to go do this. Yeah. And it's voluntary. And I will say, um, uh, very thankful that I have an amazing staff here in West Bendridge Parish. So I was able last year to really spend some time at the Capitol because I have very competent, very professional, very qualified people here um, making sure mm -hmm. things are going like this. So now I didn't neglect it. But it gave me a little bit more freedom. And then I'm right here. I can hop across the, the river and be at the Capitol, you know, in no time. Where So that's been the struggle for us as an association. Like, you're trying to run your school system, and then you're also trying to support our association. So we hired a, an executive director, a retired superintendent, two years ago. And that's what they're doing, trying to do more of this for us. Uh, just because you just don't have time. We don't have time to invest what we really need to invest uh, in terms mm -hmm. of going and meeting with. So we're trying to do it when we can. It's just really hard to have the time to do it like it needs to be done um, and still run your school system and still try to visit my schools every, you know, every week, that kind of thing. So tell me, you know, and jumping along, I guess, you know, segue somewhere or another, but talking about time, I know you guys have, you know, well, first, before I say it, everybody has got this labor shortage, you know, that we've talked about and I've talked to a number of people about it and it's not even when you really get down from what I understand, it's not even a COVID, you know, it's not a COVID thing. It's just an overall labor shortage. It's timed up with COVID, but it's not direct correlation to it. You guys have got a job fair, you know, showing up, but the question, and you know, and you and I've talked about it before and you were the first person to make me, you know, think about it. And I've spoke about it a number of times on the show is that we've got to do a better job of reminding students that education is also a field that you can go into. We're not just teaching you to be a doctor, a lawyer, an astronaut, a plumber, a welder, you know, an AC guy, you know, but hey, you could stay here in the education world, reminding them of that. And I guess I'm asking a couple of things at one time, but you know, from the job market, is it hard finding teachers right now? You know, you guys have a job fair coming up in about a 30 days or so 30 32 yep. days i'm in march 10th i think march 10th absolutely yes sir you can put that out there please march 10th come on over our schools will have every school principal and staff represented there to meet you and one of the things we're going to try to do this year because there are uh, fewer teachers out there right now that, that's a real thing it's it's a national issue but there are also fewer bus drivers and there are also fewer everybody so every every market right every profession is struggling to find employees um, that we're very likely that, that if we if we can make it happen, we're going to try and something we don't typically do, but uh, go ahead and um, if we have spots, go ahead and sign those people up at the fair, uh, if at all possible. Oh, wow. Try to do as much as we can, get as close as we can to making it official right there. Typically, we come back, we do a follow-up interview because I like to know everybody that's going to be in my school system just to get to know them, but we may have to... to um, speed up our process a little bit, you know, just to make sure we're um, making it as easy as possible for people that we want. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do. But I'll tell you this, Brandon, uh, I shared this with some folks, uh, David Alexander, the uh, superintendent of Ascension Parish, and I are really close and we talk a lot. He sent me mm -hmm. something 
about a presentation that he had been a part of uh, that showed that there's a two million that there were um, teacher shortage of two million nationwide, two million teachers short nationwide. That presentation was in 2000. Oh gosh, <laughs> so we're 21 years later, and we're still having the same conversation. So obviously, we're not listening, right? When I say us, huh. we're I think it's on us too as educators, but everybody. So we've been talking about this teacher crisis since 2000. And so what have we done differently? What are we doing? So that's what I'm trying to think about. What, what can I do differently, right, than what we've done in the past? And we're pretty good. I mean, we were pretty pretty good, well staffed this year. Maybe a couple little technical uh, positions that are hard to find anyway. But mm -hmm. what are we doing differently? And I, that's why I've shared with you before. We have to change the narrative about education. It is a great profession. It really is. It's hard. Tell me how much... How much leeway is there for somebody in your position or for, you know, a public school system to where, like, while you were talking about that, my mind kind of drifted into, there's a lot of schools that are now starting to have, you know, you'll see like a welding program, you know, on site at the school, or you'll see, you know, they're leaving the campus and maybe we'll work one day, you know, at a real job. There's education's changing so much, but while you were sitting there saying that, it's like, is there the leeway? It's like, if you were to try to get people into education, it's like you have every single thing you need there. You don't need to go build the welding shop. It's like, can you take that senior in high school and say, hey, if you're interested, you know, for, you know, a nine week program, you know, you're going to work as like a teacher's aide, you know, while you're still in high school to see, do you like this? You know, are they able to do things like that? Can you? We're doing that. We're doing that. It's right. called Educators Rising. And they are literally going in and almost doing like a student, a, a quasi student teacher about during that class so it's a class and they're actually going and doing some of those things they're actually learning how to do teacher observations they're actually helping with our tutoring program so they can go and start working with our younger kids so our high school kids are actually going to work with our younger students after school and doing some tutoring and so that's what we're trying to we're trying to give them access to more of what it means to be a teacher now than we ever have and so that's just been something we've been passionate about here we started it i won't say three years ago and uh, it's really going well. And uh, you know, the volume, it'll take time to get the volume, but we have a lot of folks that we know are going into education and we feel like we're helping them too. They're gonna to be more prepared uh, just to go into that, that field of education um, when they leave us also. And, and I would, go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. So I was just gonna say, and we've been working with the universities also. One of the things I don't think, and I think I've shared this before on the show, Brandon, but realizing that you don't go straight into education as a major, that you go into a content area, like I'm gonna go be an English major or a math major or something, and after your sophomore year, then you apply to the College of Education and you have to have a 2.5 GPA. My struggle with that is every other field you go in and you major in it your freshman year. Yeah. I, I get the 2.5 GPA, but you know what happens a lot of people when they first get to college, right, their freshman year is, it may not be their best academic year. They're they're going out there and look, they're exploring life. They're being you know just they're being kids and having a good time, and maybe that GPA isn't where it needs to be. That don't mean they shouldn't be able to be a teacher, right? And so the universities have been really open to that, and we're working on trying to make some of those changes. Yeah, that would. I'm almost picturing it being you know we're you're you know West Baton Rouge, you know we're right here across the river, you know, and I consider Baton Rouge West Baton. It's all one big small town. You know, right. at the end of the day. It would almost seem pretty neat if you could almost have like a, 
in my mind, I'm thinking of it as like almost like kind of a boomerang type program to where it's like, hey, if you want to be able to, you know, pursue this, push it out, you know, go through, step through these milestones, do this, and we've got a spot for you when you're ready to come back. Yeah. You know, to where if you could do something like that, to where I would think a lot of people might want to come back to some of their same program where it's like, hey, we've got a pass for you. Yep. You know, here. So I think that's what a lot of kids are looking for. That's you what know, we're it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not what it used to be, where you go to college, get the degree, and it was pretty much guaranteed you'd have a job. Yeah, that's and right. I think that's right. It's completely different. So if you could have yeah, something like it, uh, that. We call it grow your own. We're trying to grow our own, right? We grow, grow our own yeah. leaders, grow, on our own teach, grow our own teachers. And, and uh, look, we have great relationships with the universities around. They do a great job of sending student teachers to us. And once we get a, a student teacher, it's like that's where we capture like they fall in love with our schools and our kids and that's that's a big recruiting piece but this is actually even a step be ahead of that as you're saying our own say hey you go on you've been in this educators rising program you know you know you're gonna have a spot when you finish you know and get your certification and get your degree and we'll be waiting for you so it's, it's yeah. really good and, but we're in year three or four we're just start we'll start seeing our first teachers come out i don't know if it's this year or next year that have been a part of this so i'm excited to see that That'd be interesting to see that that first one, you know, kind of how they made full yep. circle and be yeah. able to see the progress. So some of them came back and <laughs> learning. So that was it was neat to have them back. Yeah. So you tell me, you know, talking about all these programs that I'm thinking are maybe really cool ideas. Sounds like you've already got them going What you know, we had talked a little bit beforehand that you guys have, you know, you call it, you know, the character, you know, education and, you know, transport skills, which is not traditionally what you would think. It's not a math, a science, and English, you know, you'd see in the school. But to me, it's just as important, if not more important, you know, on some of that. 100%. Which is some of those skills, like I mentioned to you, we were talking, I've got a daughter that's not afraid to say anything to anybody as long as it's through her phone. But if I got to make her go order something, you know, at a counter or to speak to a waitress, you know, she kind of can get a little nervous, you know, on that. And it's yeah. like, how is this happening? They've lost the skill. Yeah. You know, they've lost it somewhere along the line. It's like we had to always, you know, we all grew up in the, if I needed to tell you something, I had to get on my bike and ride down and go knock on your door and, and you're, you know, your parents would answer the door and I'd have to make small talk with them. And they told me to look at them in the eye when I was talking to them. And, you know, and then after about 10 minutes, then I could talk to, you know, my buddy that I was going to go see. And, you know, now all that's out the window. I've yeah. got a teenager that keeps the door shut and, the, you know, an iPhone open. So. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, those things still are, are just as valuable, just important as important for employers. We, we talk to our business and industry all the time about what they need. Right. Because that's how we feel like part of our job is helping build a workforce at some point in time. Uh, and so when you were talking about those transportable skills, we're just I am at least I'm, I'm a big believer in teaching the, the whole student. I, I just believe that we're not um, Pez dispensers of, of, of information especially with this because you can get any information you want right here in about three seconds right you can plug it in and google whatever you want but what are we doing with that information and then how are we relating to other people that's still probably the most important thing in any profession isn't it? i mean if you ask business and industry and say would, would you rather have somebody that has a lot of technical skill or no social or no social skills no integrity um or no work ethic or would you have rather have somebody that has social skills a work ethic, the ability to get along with others, the ability to communicate, and then teach them the technical skills, and they they will always tell you they would choose that person first that has those those transportable skills. We call them transportable because these are skills that that 
uh, across all professions, all, mm-hmm. all fields. It's not specific to a medical field, uh, a carpentry uh, field, um, anything like that. Um, but the ability to um, be able to communicate clearly, written and orally, uh, the, the, the ability to be dependable and responsible, the ability to be able to get along with others that you work with, even if you disagree with them, right? All those things are just of critical importance uh, for a student to be all that they that they want to be. You can be as smart as you want, but if you don't have those things, then you're still going to be limited, right? And so we just believe in teaching them. And uh, we think it's just as important. I've told you many times that it's what's doing for us when they leave us. What do they know? What skills do they have? But then thirdly is what kind of person are they? Uh, and I think they're all equally important. I think if you have two of the three, you're not going to maximize your potential. You're not going to go as far as you'd like to go. And so uh, we just think all of them are really important. We're teaching them a, as much as we can day in and day out. But we have a couple programs. We use Manners of the Heart, um, mm-hmm. which is yeah. uh, a character education uh, curriculum that's about respect, respect for everybody by everybody that we use in our elementary schools. And then we do um, something that we've been working with called, uh, called Capturing Kids' Hearts. And that's more for our adults in terms of how to relate with students and how to, you have to win the heart before you win the mind. You know, and I, I shared this with you before and I can't remember who it was. Uh, I want to say, I want to say it was Martin Luther King. I think Dr. King said educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. Uh, it might have been Aristotle, yeah. or maybe something he repeated, but he has something along the same thing that if we're not educating the heart of our students, then we're not really giving them a complete education. Well, I think that's, you know, I've got a buddy who's got a contractor. He's a contractor and he's done very well for himself. And I remember one time you were talking about these transportable skills. I was asking him, I was like, you know, what do you think? I'm like, every, there's a contractor on every, every time you turn around, everybody knows somebody. I'm like, what's made you successful? He goes, it's real simple. It's two things. And I'm like, what is that? He goes, I do what I say I'm going to do. And I show up when I say I'm going to show up. He goes, I, I never run out of work. <laughs> Because that's just, it's that, and, it, I was, and we dug into it a little bit, but one of the things that stuck out is he said, he goes, look, I make it a point to never make my clients feel like I'm rushed. I sit and I just talk with them and we go over things and we may not even be talking. He goes, but it's that skill, that relationship that's built yeah. and people feel comfortable. And he goes, he goes, at least 50% of the time I'm working on a job and I'm checking on guys and I'm just kind of having candid conversations with people you know and in the middle of the conversation up pops another project that they want us to work on and that's that skill like and he's you know he'll tell you he's like i'm not the best you know but i'm there when i say we're going to be there you know and that's important and so i think that's that what you're talking about some of that transportable that skill that people need 100 percent. you just nailed it brandon you just summarized it perfectly because and and what people call it uh, they have a lot of different things for it but a lot of times you hear it as soft skills we're changing that terminology to transportable skills because soft almost has that that like okay it's not that important we say transportable because it's important for everybody for every field right but you just said it i mean i probably shouldn't say this but i would think one of the things that i was able to sell or share with uh, the board when they hired me as a superintendent, I was a high school principal, was that I was gonna work harder than anybody else you could hire. Um, I was gonna love the kids in this community more than anybody else could love this. I'm gonna gonna be full of integrity. I'm gonna do what I say I'm gonna do. And it was really about, I'm gonna make connections with the community. I'm gonna invest myself in this community because it's important and those connections are important. And you know, building trust is everything in terms of, of leadership. Like the number one 
way that you can lead that you can lead effectively is to do that through building trust in others because they don't trust you then you're going to lose them they're not going to follow they're not going to be a part of it and, and i think that's what your friend was talking about in that even in the corporate world he had, he built trust in his business mm-hmm. and people want to work with somebody that they can trust and I, and I think that's a that's a skill man it's something that you can do do what you say you're going to do like he said do it when you say you're going to do it and own up to if something doesn't work out where it doesn't work out perfectly own it and move on from it and what happened and let's go and so uh i think those skills are equally if not more important than others no i think and that's you're right like with a phone you can always look up you know the information you know the history you can look it up and i'm not downplaying that you don't need to know all that stuff i think you do but it's really it's about those relationships, you know, as you build them. I think it's, there's a couple things that I boil it down to. It's about relationships, one. Two, back to what you mentioned with, you know, Jill's program that manages the heart, it's about respect. I think if people respected each other and respected other people's property, a whole lot of problems would go away. You're not you know, gonna if you just did, right? If you respect them and respect their property, yes, you're not, you know, destroying their property, you're not stealing from them. You know, okay. you're, you know, it's, it's the little, it's hold the door open for somebody, yep. for, you know, it's, I think it's that. And then I think, and I've got, it's on, I'm looking at the whole time we're talking here is I have it on my computer. I've got it. So my wallpaper, it's about, you know, adapting and changing. It's uh, William Pollard is the quote. And I've got, it's a, you know, the arrogance of success is to think that what you did yesterday will be sufficient tomorrow. And I think that's especially true. And I'm finally, I'm not big on involved in education other than, you know, getting the kids there and making sure that they're there on time. That's about my extent of my contribution and then the pickups from the late practices. But it it seems it's changing. Like you mentioned, you know, these different programs are there. It's no, it's not the same school systems it's not the same school that you know when i was in school or probably when you were in school it's i think people are realizing that hey just because we did it this way before that's not what we need you know and i think it's and you've mentioned it a lot and what i really respect about what you guys are doing and not only the programs but also realizing that not everyone's college bound you know and that that's there's nothing wrong with that Absolutely. We have to reframe that and, and really, and I've had discussions with people when you say that now you're, if you think that now you're disenfranchising 70% of the United States population, because only 30, 31% of the people in the United States have a four year college degree. And there are a lot, yeah, there are a lot of successful people out there that don't have a college degree, but they work hard. They have a skill. They, they're dependable, right? They do what they say they're going to do, as you said. Uh, and they've learned a skill, a trade, or they have some business uh, moxie to them. Uh, as much as, you know, hey, the biggest thing for us in education is if somebody wants to go to college, it's our job to prepare them to go do that so they can have that option, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody that wants it. But not everybody wants it, and that's not for everybody. And I think from, a, from our perspective, we have to uh, promote that, that it is okay. I have two nephews that, you know, and my family is a family of educators um that didn't and they're doing great they love the job they have uh providing for their family and uh i mean what more could you ask for you do something you enjoy doing you provide for your family that's success in my book right well tell me is there a way or do you see a path you know i'm thinking you know as you're saying it's okay 30 percent of the you know people have a four-year degree okay so now we've chopped 70 percent of the population out from education 
you know, now we've got 30% to deal with and you know, what percentage of the 30, you know, percent are going into education. Is there a path or do you see, you know, at some point where it's maybe easier to get into education without that degree or there's other programs or um, like you got a Votech, you know, you can go see these Votech programs. Is there, do you see that yeah. ever down the road or is it, so, hey, just be a teacher's aide? You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough question. Because and so right now we're actually kind of working on trying to branch out and do more of our own that way. Uh, so our two high schools instead, of, because it's really hard if you don't have enough students that want to be say in an electrician electrical class. And if I don't have enough students in one school, then I can't offer it. But if I take two schools in between the two schools, the two high schools that I do have enough students, then if I can provide one teacher instead of two, now everybody gets served, right? Um, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of that's tough. I think there are ways for those vocational skills to possibly come back and those route. And we and we we try to work those things out. Um, you know, your core content classes. No, you're going to have to have the degree. And I, I get that. I mean, we're here trying to help develop students into college level students if they choose to go do that. And so I was just saying, like, you can't disenfranchise seventy percent of the population by saying, oh, well, you're less than because you don't have a college degree. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. third. In fact, you know, it, it changed here in the state. A few years ago, you heard every kid is going to college. Well, that's just not, that's just not even, it doesn't make sense, honestly. Because if you look mm -hmm. around us and where we live, a lot of it's regional. What, what are your workforce needs regionally? I mean, do you need a bunch right. of college, and I want to say college educated, but people with a bunch of college education, or do you need people with technical skills? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. There's some pretty uh, famous and wealthy people that never had a college degree that are in what you um, would consider technical, you know, our, our uh, well, I say our software or our, um, you know, our social media fields. There's some people mm -hmm. that are pretty well off right now and they didn't finish college, right? Right. No, and I think that's, I've got family up in, you know, Iowa, Minnesota, you know, these guys are on the farms. Yeah. And, you know they've you need you need those guys you yep. know and that's that's what you need you know but the, and some of that it gets that gets very technical you've got it you know it's not like it used to be you know it's a lot more electronic and a lot more internet these days and that you know farming world so you've got to you're still learning no matter what i think that's it's, you know the trick every no, day no, you're learning something it's fascinating i don't know if you've seen some of these tractors like we have a lot of sugarcane over here right and if you've watched or been a part of some of these these i mean these tractors are really expensive and they're they're almost like little robots like so they're trying to as they're planting the field or cutting the, the rows like it's all gps driven to where the tractor almost drives itself you have to be able to work it's almost like you need to be on the laptop where the tractor goes where where the laptop's telling it right it's really really technical nowadays uh in some of those ways it's pretty fascinating yeah, it's managing systems. Yeah. You know, now at this point, yeah. you know, it's not turning the wheel and trying to drive straight. So. Yeah, and it makes it, it makes it easier because you know it's being driven now with, on a GPS system where it, that road is going to be straight, right? Yeah. Versus, versus relying on the skill of the driver, but now so the skill changed instead of having been able to see straight ahead and see the path of the road or whatever. Now it's working the the system, managing the system, like you said. So right. Well, no, that's a, so tell me if we run back just for a second, I want to make sure we hit this because that's obviously where we're driving at is this, you know, the job fair in March, you know, yeah. so that the people, so what's, 
the goal is to bring teachers into the school system, West Baton Rouge school system. And so it's open game for anybody, right? Anybody yep. can make their way out. Absolutely. So whether you're working someplace else or not, we're not going to tell anybody that you're there. We're not checking names. We're not even telling nope, anybody. Absolutely not. You know, we will not call a reference until you give us the, the, the go ahead to do so. And it is open for anybody. And I will say this, we have probably the best, uh, I'm a little bit biased, but uh, my human resources director worked at the State Department in certification and probably knows every possible way there is for somebody to get certified. If say they're coming from the, and my son just did this, my son graduated in graphic design and went and worked in that field for a couple of years and said, dad, I want to go coach and teach. And it's just now finishing up being certified and he's been teaching for about a year and a half now. And so uh, there's ways for that to happen. So if there's somebody out there that's thinking they want to do it, understand the job fair for me is like bringing a college football recruit onto the LSU campus. We're bringing people into our world and trying to sell our schools because for me, the best way for me to make my schools better is to hire great people. It's really that simple. Mm -hmm. And the best way for me to hire great people is connect with as many as I possibly can. You know, and so, so let me jump back to that just because I think sometimes people get in their own world and they skip over it. And I think I've heard about this before, but you know, and if I kind of paint it with analogy that if we've got, you know, Susie, you know, and Susie has been you know, maybe had a professional career doing X, Y, Z, you know, doing something and then decided to take time off, you know, and had a child and was planning to go back into X, Y, Z field. That's not the only answer. In mm -hmm. theory, you know, a lot of times you'll find and we know a lot of this in the parenting space and our publications, people will leave and say, I'm going to go back to work when my child goes back to school. But the problem is, that works when you say a lot of times, you know, when you've just had the baby because it's so far away. But what you don't realize is once you put them back into school, now you're fighting the well, they go to school at eight, they get out at three. If I go back to work, I got to leave. How do I pick them up? Who's going to take it? it? It turns into this problem. But where I'm driving this is for somebody who's not connecting the dot, you could be Susie with XYZ and say, you know what? My child is going into school. They are in, you know, West Bedford. They're going to go to the school. I could go to the job fair, maybe find out what it would take in order for me to get certified. I don't have to go back to, you know, I don't have to go back and enroll at a university to become a teacher, right? Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. So what not. is that at a high level for somebody who goes, wait a minute, this might be an option. I could drop my kid off at school, drive three miles down the road, teach, interact with students, be, you know, have a job that seem fulfilled, help with kids. And when school's out, I can pick up my child and go, and now my problem's solved. Yeah. So there's several options. One, like, so, so my son had a degree. And so he could start teaching uh, as long as he's working towards his certification. And there are programs out there that we have access to that you can, that you do things online. Uh, they actually come to school and maybe work with you. And I actually was that way. I was not a, an education. I was a pre-med major. I was going to physical therapy school. Changed my mind after four years of college. Turned down my acceptance to physical therapy school and said, I want to coach and teach. So I got my degree, taught science because I had a lot of science courses, obviously. And then I started working towards my certification, which back then it was a lot harder, harder than it is now. Now there are programs that within a year or so, you can be certified no matter what you were doing if you had a degree. And if you don't have a degree, let's say maybe you can go back to school and work as a paraprofessional, right? And you can work at that while we work on you either finishing your degree and your certification. So if, if that worked, that may not work out financially. But if you have a degree, you can go teach. And then we can work with you from that point on to get your teacher certification. 
And uh, there are a lot of programs out there that's really been hot the last few years because I think people recognize that if we're going to expand our pool, it can't just be people who said, you know what, I want to go be a teacher. They go into the College of Education, they graduate in it, because the same thing happens there. Some people get into teaching and say, you know what, this isn't what I want to do. They choose to go do something else. So it has to work both ways, right? It needs to work both ways. Mm -hmm. I think we've been smarter about that over the last few years. And there are programs out there. We can help people. We can get you certified. And so that, so stating the obvious but driving home, even if you're not certified, even if you're not a teacher, but you've got questions, you want to dig into this a little more, the job fair, come to the job fair. There's, you'll have Please. people who can answer some questions. You can give them a roadmap. Yep. You know, and then back to, Look at this. I'm going to tie the whole thing into a bow as we wrap this up. If you've got those transport skills, that you've got the personality and you can look someone in the eye and you can talk and you can say, I'd love to be part of this. And like you said, I'm going to love the kids more than anybody yep. else. And I'm going to get involved. And you guys are like, look, this is the one. We just got to help them get from, you know, ABC. We're going to help you connect the dots and we're going to, you know, help you do that. And why wouldn't we do that? I mean, we want great people, right? We want great people. And they come from a lot of different areas. And it don't mean that you had to, it used to be educators. We were a little bit um, finicky about that. It's like, oh, no, you're not a college. You didn't go into the field college of education and you can't be a teacher. I need somebody that, that loves kids, that I can depend on, that's willing to work hard, um, and that's willing to get be prepared and invest in our children. And if I, if you can do that, we'll find a place for you. We'll find a way for you to get the, the certification that you need to do that. And wouldn't any, any professional field do that you know, for the most part? I, I was quoted uh, many years ago in a magazine and it pops up every now and then I find it online or somebody will say it and so I bring my, uh, I was, somebody interviewed and was like, you know, what's the key or what do you think the one thing somebody needs to do, you know, to be successful? And, it was an off the cuff. And my answer was just find something you love to do and show up. Passion. Passion. And if you're passionate about it, you're going to be great at it. Right? So, we, can, we can teach you the technical side of it. If you're passionate about it, then things then it's going to work out. And uh, that's absolutely. what I would have. That's what I would rather have. Awesome. Well, Wes, I appreciate you spending some time with us. As always, this is always fun you know i think you and i just you know we hit it off we go through cover a whole bunch of stuff and hopefully everybody kind of knows what's going on and if anything <laughs> for anybody you know wes is that approachable so if you're a parent if you're that you know go walk in his office i tend to do it every well, now and then yeah man i love it in fact today was a great day we met with a student advisory group we had students from our middles and high, our middle and high schools and we sat and we just talked about what are we doing well in our in our district uh what would you like to see us improve and we talked about being a leader and what that means and we talked about a lot of these things about it's it's about being it's it's about influence it's about being respectful yeah. being responsible and being the best that you can be that's what being a leader is and so we i had a great time with uh, several of our students today and and so yeah anytime man we, i'd love for people to come out to the job fair it's a great profession you get to impact kids for the rest of their life and there's nothing like that awesome well i tell everybody especially you got more important things to do than sit around and talk to me all day so i appreciate you taking yep. some time and let this run through and know what's going on and hopefully some people will give it some thought like you said there's a demand for teachers and it sounds like you've got a pass if it's if they've got the passion you've got the pass absolutely yeah. that's a great way of putting it so i appreciate you selling that for me thanks i always enjoy it i can talk about education but i love it and uh i appreciate you giving me the opportunity awesome sir well i appreciate it we'll talk again soon All right. thanks man have a good one All right.